Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, where each week, Dr. Frank Domino, along with his guests, translates today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. Now, broadcasting from the University of Massachusetts Medical School in Worcester, Mass., your host, Dr. Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health, and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult series. Jim presents today for a physical. He's a 60-year-old male, and he's recently retired. His goal in retirement is to focus on healthy aging. Besides the usual screening recommendations, he asks about alcohol use. He has increased his alcohol intake since retirement, and his wife is concerned it might cause some trouble with his memory. Joining me today is Jill Terrian, adult nurse practitioner and director of the Nurse Practitioner Program at the University of Massachusetts Medical School, Graduate School of Nursing. Welcome to the show, Jill. Thank you, Frank. This recent article in the British Medical Journal talks a bit about alcohol and its correlation with cognition. Can you tell us a little bit about how it was done? Absolutely. So they have a large observational cohort study that's ongoing in the UK. It's the Whitehall 2 study, and it actually looked at a subset of that population, about 450 males and 100 females. And they compared their frequency of alcohol intake to what kind of outcomes? They actually tracked their weekly alcohol intake, Mm -hmm. the number of units per week. They looked at a series of cognitive testing over time, as well as an MRI of the brain to look at the hippocampal area. Wow, that's that's some study. What, What outcomes did they find? Well, their overall outcomes in the study is that moderate drinkers, those drinkers that drink between 14 and 21 units of alcohol a week, actually had three times the risk of having hippocampal atrophy and a decrease in some of their uh, word recall and semantic fluency. So 14 to 21 drinks in a week um, seems to correlate with some adverse brain outcomes. It's interesting, as I looked at this study and looked at how they defined what is a standard drink, it led me to look at what we do in the U.S. for standard drink, and then I also looked at an article that talked globally about what a standard drink is. In this study particularly, a drink is eight grams of alcohol, which is typically, we'll just generalize, one beer, uh, five ounces of wine, or uh, one and a half ounces of spirits, more or less. Mm -hmm. And typical to our standards, they define women less than 14 units a week as moderate drinking, or 7 to 14 units of drinks per week for women, and 14 to 21 units per week for men were defined as moderate drinkers. Okay. So it sounds like the moderate drinking had some of the worst influence, and and how we define it's a little bit different. So Jill, how do they define uh, what was moderate alcohol intake, and how does that differ between the U.S. and the U.K.? it's really hard to make a one-to-one comparison. The UK, since this study, has lowered their, their, their unit of drink to eight grams of alcohol. The US defines it as 14 grams of alcohol, and there is no worldwide consensus. Interesting, interesting. So it's a little bit about apples to oranges and how you interpret it. So it sounds like moderate alcohol intake has some ad- may have some adverse CNS effects 
But besides cognition, what are some of the other recent publications saying about alcohol intake and outcomes? Any thoughts on heart disease or mortality? Yes. Actually, late breaking news, the Journal of the American College of Cardiology just came out with a very large study. It involved over 300,000 participants, and it just came out uh, recently. And, you know, their findings are that moderate alcohol consumption actually controlling for all-cause mortality is, has a protective effect. Wow. So um, some degree of alcohol intake uh, may be protective uh, on all-cause mortality. Did they, were they able to uh, tell us how much is acceptable and at what, line, at what point we cross the line? Yes. So if we talk about number of drinks per week and you look at the standard measurement based on NIDA, because we are in the U.S. and this was a U.S. study, it's defined as, you know, one drink a day for women, one to two drinks, not more than a few days a week. But basically, seven drinks or less a week is recommended for women to be moderate and up to 14 drinks a week for men. And that's saying basically two drinks a day. Wow. So uh, while there may be some adverse influence of drinking that much alcohol on your brain, uh, you get to live longer. That's right. And, you know, it's interesting, Frank, this is a, this is a pretty big study and it's pretty well defined. Um, there's also a few other studies that have come out in the British Medical Journal that have talked about moderate alcohol consumption. Um, and lowering cardiovascular, and they call it heart outcomes. So I'm guessing death or, um, you know, procedural type things as a result mm -hmm. of moderate drinking of alcohol. And also there's, in diabetes, there was a Danish study that talked about diabetics, and they found that actually the risk of diabetes did not increase if people were drinking uh, three to four days a week. Very interesting. So we, we've got a great deal of data. We have data that shows alcohol may influence cognitive function in a negative way. We have some data that shows it improves cardiovascular and possibly diabetes outcomes, right? Um, which is counterintuitive. We also know that in women in particular, alcohol increases the risk of breast cancer, and in men it increases the risk of, of adverse liver outcomes. So we, we have a, a wide uh, range of, of, of data points what do we tell patients? So I'm thinking of our patient, Jim. You know, since he came in and he is asking about healthy aging, I want to know, you know, specifically, yes, his wife is worried about his memory and his cognition, but let's talk about, you know, what is his routine now? Has he seen it change, especially with retirement? We do know people will drink more socially, so if he's had more social engagements, maybe he's taken up golf or he's golfing more. But I think it's just exploring with the patient what their concerns are and giving them, you know, guidelines to go by. If you're finding out that your patient is drinking five drinks a day every weekend, two days a week, is there something we can do to, to decrease that? Because we know that more than three to four drinks a day is not good for either gender. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Well, I think this paper adds uh, another piece to the puzzle that we need to keep in mind. Um, and we need to uh, be sensitive to our patients when they, when they bring up alcohol or when we bring up alcohol to maybe screen them a little bit more closely and help them understand some of the risks and benefits. Thanks for bringing this forward, Jill. Thank you, Frank. Practice pointer. Alcohol correlates with a variety 
of outcomes, some adverse like changes in cognition and some possibly better like decreased rates of heart disease and all-cause mortality. None of these studies recommend for those who abstain from alcohol to start drinking. Counsel your patients wisely and screen where you feel appropriate. Join us next time while we talk about the new guidelines concerning infant sleep patterns and lowering the risk of sleep-related deaths in infants and children. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. For more information about the article referenced in today's episode, look under the Resources section of the episode landing page. Need help reaching your CME credit goal this year? If so, please browse the more than 300 free CME-accredited activities now available on PrimeMed.com. We want to keep making this podcast better with every episode, so we need your feedback. Tell us what you think by submitting your feedback via iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or log into PrimeMed.com and submit your feedback at the bottom of the episode landing page. Thank you again for listening.